Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You're listening to Two Chunks and a Hunk. Movie musings for mostly everybody. To two chunks and a hunk. I'm Jordan Wonders, and this week in 2021, the year of our Lord, I am Jordan, and also your chunk. I got lost in the sauce. I'm Doge. A lot of people have been asking me, so I want to set the record straight. This is no democracy. It is a chunk tatorship. I am the chunk, and I'm Carter. And I don't scratch my head unless it itches, and I don't hunk unless I hear some music. I will not be intimidated. That's just the way it is. I could hear Denzel's teeth in your mouth yeah. while you did that. That was pretty good. I was trying. The only, the, any time I've ever tried to do a, a it was an, a comedian that impersonated him and was talking about, maybe it was Chris Was Rock. it Jay Farrow? It Jay might Farrow's have been Jay Farrow. His Denzel wonderful is Denzel. amazing. Yeah. Jay Farrow's good in general. Yeah. But it's basically Denzel Washington going into a restaurant and asking for hot sauce <laughs> or mild sauce. And he's like, I didn't get no hot sauce or mild sauce. I didn't get any hot sauce or mild sauce. Where's my hot sauce? My dollar, my hot sauce. Like he's just like going off and stuff. And that's the only, it's just the SH. It's just that subtle SH is about yeah. all I can do. Everything else doesn't really fall. It's it just work. his teeth. If you get Denzel's teeth right, you know what they say? The teeth are the tip of the Denzel. If you get those, then you got, the whole, you got the whole Denzel. They do say that. I've heard that a lot. Hey, Carter. Yeah. Uh, I know it's a new, a new year, new us. Here we and are. And things are a little fresh, a little different, a little a little new. But I do seem to remember that when you're the hunk, there's a reason. Don't hunk yeah. and your music. Give yeah. us that. <laughs> I, I am the hunk because uh, the spirit led me to pick back up Breath of the Wild. And this is a little bit more significant mm. uh, because I had n- I've had never beat the game. And I was honestly just about 17 or 18 hours into it. Maybe an hour and a half of that was just chasing horses and kind of giggling. Um, sure. Yeah. But I, I get back into it because I say, you know what? I'm ready. About the time that Breath of the Wild came out, I was like deep in doctoral studies and I said, I, it's one or the other. <laughs> like, I can't, I, I can either live in Hyrule or live here in Dallas, Texas. And this is what pays the bills. I pick Hyrule. Yeah, I know where sure. I'd choose. It's tough, but uh, so <laughs> I, I, like I said, I've been playing for about 18 hours. I get like 10 minutes into the game and I experienced my first blood moon. Uh, yeah, and that's for a those, I, I feel like a large portion of the people listening to Two Chunks have played Breath of the Wild. That just means everyone Probably. that's ever been killed comes back. And it was terrifying. And I was just like, because I was watching and I was like, it's kind of a glow, like a red glow in all of the land. And I look up and I'm like, is that coming at, is it coming to me? Did I do something (laughs) earlier to just the game's over? I thought I was going to (laughs) die. It was super intimidating. 
It felt like Ain't not that doing the way school. 2021 yeah. goes, though, so far. Yeah, oh, my God. Where yeah. you're like, this is going to be a brand new, fresh experience. Then, oh, surprise, things we thought were over, they are not. Yeah, 2021 <laughs> is the blood moon of uh, America. <laughs> but we do have Dealermond. That's true. We, we do, do have Dealermond. We didn't have oh, Dealermond last time. Now we have Dealermond, and that changes everything. <laughs> it does change Everything. Yeah, I I did think it was weird that at midnight on December 31st, 2020, I heard uh, a voice through the night cry, Jordan, a blood moon rises. Please be careful. And I was like, oh, interesting. That's oh, cool. Strange. All right. And the piano was like. <laughs> so I was like, oh, okay. So, yeah, all our enemies have risen. <laughs> They're back. Um, I... If it's me, if I get to make the call, and I think that this time I do, I would love for us to talk about a movie, uh, specifically a movie uh, to start our brand new series, Chooser's Choice 2, The Reckoning. And this time we're bringing you actors instead of directors. And uh, I can think of no better way to start it than with Doge's chosen actor of... Denzel, Mr. Denzel Washington himself. Yes, sir. The legend. And uh, the first movie we're going to talk about is the first movie that Doge is bringing to the table. And it is, of course, Remember Remember the the Titans. Titans. You'll get it next time, Carter. Yeah, you'll get get it next time, time, Carter. It's it's been a while, honestly. That's true. And um, what I need in order to really start this discussion in the way that it deserves to be started is for Doge to deliver unto us a synopsis. This week's synopsis was written by WSU Honors Inc. 102-13. Oh, my favorite. I'm pretty sure this is an Honors English class that wrote this synopsis for Very us. Very good. Oh, that's cool. That's a cool idea. In the early 1970s, Two schools in Alexandria, Virginia, integrate, forming T.C. Williams High School. The European-American head coach of the Titans. (laughs) Jordan, I got you on a spit take on that one. Oh, man, I had coffee in my mouth and everything. Uh, Hey, WSU Honors English, you can say white. Yeah, white's okay. The European-American head coach of the Titans. Well, white's not okay right now, but you can say white. (laughs) The European-American head coach of the Titans is replaced by an African-American coach from North Carolina. Tensions arise when players of different races are forced together on the same football team. Many of these tensions are eased during the two-week training camp in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. When the players returned to Alexandria, the players found the city in turmoil due to the forced desegregation of the high school. As the season progresses, the team's successes, ooh, bars, caused the community to accept (laughs) the changes. After the Titans' perfect season, the team and the city were closer than ever. That's a pretty good synopsis. That's yeah, good solid. job. Good job. I give good you job, a, honors English. Uh, a ninety-seven. If you'd got a yeah. hundred of you, that just said he was white. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here's the thing: if you watch Willy Wonka, the original Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory, uh, and you have before you a smorgasbord of candy it's going to hit a little different, right? Sure. It's going to feel a little different. The movie's going to land in a different way. If you watch Whiplash, 
after just getting chewed out by your high school or college band director, it's going to hit a little different. Yeah. Am I right? 100%. Yeah. I warned my co-hosts that this was going to get a little spicy at the beginning. Remember the Titans, and I'm not making a joke, hits a little different when watched 48 hours after a man ran through the Capitol building of the United States of America holding a Confederate flag in yeah. 2021. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, this is a movie that I remember watching as a kid <clears throat> and uh, having the thought in my in my privileged, uh, insulated circle and sphere, I remember having the thought, man, I'm glad we are past this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I remember watching it and being like, I can't believe it was like this. Um, and it only reinforces the importance of a story like this to watch it so close to a time when, um, and and it's not even necessarily political. I'm just saying if you can't acknowledge that a Confederate flag is a symbol of hate, then you're listening to the wrong podcast and running it through the capital of a country yeah. that was supposed to be built on ideals better than that. Yeah. I don't know, man. Watching Remember the Titans, I watched it last night, literally 48 hours after that happened. Same. And... Watching it at that time, I was just like, we got work, man. We got work to do. And um, it was very encouraging to watch this movie, but it was also very, like, sobering to watch this movie for me. Yeah. Um, I think that's that's honestly one of the strengths of this movie, though, is that it, it handles, uh, like, a pretty delicate and unfortunately still unfolding relational dynamic, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but at the end of the movie, like, we're not led to believe that racism is over. You know, I think I've seen similar, similar of these movies. And when they, I tend to notice that they, they, when they veer into white savior territory is when the message of the movie is, God, racism's over now. It's great because white yeah. people and black people can be friends. But I think right. that the strength of this movie is, is in saying, like, the way forward is knowing each other. Like, that's the way that yeah. they, that they overcome their, uh, their prejudices, their biases right. at training yeah. camp is, is not by saying, like, you shouldn't feel this way, but by saying, like, hey, I don't care if you feel this way. Talk to somebody and figure out what they're like. Right. Yeah. And I think something else that's interesting, um, just as we kind of are, it's, rather than dipping our toe, just dunking our entire torso into the waters of this, I think something else that's interesting and good about this movie is there are and, and I hate to say this, there there are people in this movie who are too far down the the rabbit hole of hatred to come back without what I assume will be later on serious intervention. You know, there yeah. there are characters who, despite getting to know somebody, despite um, being given every opportunity to to love and accept and unite, they still just won't. Uh, parents, student. I mean, it happens to several people in this. Um, and I think something else, just while we're kind of on the the, he the topic of the heaviness, is um, a scene that I didn't understand as a kid. Um, and I, I say as a kid, I mean even in like high school, um, would have been um, when uh, Coach Yost's daughter, Yost's daughter is uh, at the Boone's home yeah. and the brick is thrown and Yost is like, you put my daughter in danger. And Boone's like, maybe she just got a taste of what my daughters go through every day. Yeah. I remember being younger, being like, yeah, but Boone, you got to get why he's upset, dude. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. well, that's honestly, scary. But watching it now, I'm like, no, he's right. Like, he's right. 
Yeah, when when know, Julius it's, when Julius is walking down the street and a cop is coming up behind him, mm-hmm. it's not mm-hmm. that the 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 tension is not that that's just a cop with any person. This is a cop and a coming right. up on a black man, right? And so that's yeah. also something that just didn't in the year two thousand. You know, remember the Titans? I would love to have some kind of statistic on. We'll give it the whole decade of the two thousands. How many classrooms in high school on oh an off gosh. day? Watched Remember the Titans. Like I watched that it was, at least three times in high school. Oh my yeah, I think it at like least at least twice it was a it was here's, a during school thing. Yeah. Here's something that was crazy too, and, and we do talk about how, you know, that insulation of man, so glad we're out of it. Uh, and then recognizing too, no, 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 we're so far from it, especially with things that have happened um uh that have been happening forever, okay, A, but then especially with the national news of things that have happened within the last year. But you look at so this was made in the year 2000, okay? So uh, period piece, right? We're talking about the early 70s. So in the year 2000, when this came out, we were closer to the actual happenings of that than what the setting of Stranger Things is to watching it in 2020, which is like the yeah. mid-80s, right? So like it is still pretty fresh, right? Like, And, it's, and, and yeah, fresh right. is, a, is a loaded word because it's it's something, it's systemic and it's it's... I would say uh, I'd love to put in a recommendation right now uh, for a book that I'm reading. Uh, Manuel Acho uh, is a sports analyst now, but he played, he kind of followed like my teams. He played linebacker at UT, and then he went to the Philadelphia Eagles for a while. He was all over the NFL. But he has a book out right now called Uncomfortable Conversations with a Black Man. Um, And it is just talking about, it is so current and recent that it was, it's talking about COVID at the beginning of the book. Uh, Oh, wow. Easy read, worth getting to, talking about um, here's how we get uncomfortable for a little bit. Let's rewind and look at the history. And then just talking about uh, a lot of stuff that was just so applicable to just race talks right now, but especially this movie. I I did kind of get everything at such a good time uh, to learn some from this. But it feels like uh, one more thing, too, before we dive into the actual plot of this movie. Um, I feel like this does a—I was afraid because— you know, we talk about that insulation again. There's some movies, especially when they're centered around race or even a relationship between someone who's black and someone who's white that have not aged well, right? It's like, okay, so we still weren't educated. Like we did not do this yeah. well. Uh, it feels like that, remember the Titans uh, checks more boxes than not in terms of the culmination of some of these relationships. I'm trying to compare it to Happiest Season. I was afraid it was going to do a Happiest Season where I remember my super yeah. jump was at the end, Okay, you're making it feel uh, fictionally easy. Like yeah, all it easy. takes, yeah. all it takes is one Christmas, and all the walls are down, right? Uh, as Jordan was saying, we we don't tie all the loose ends here. Like, yes, it progresses quickly, but it's an hour and fifty minute movie. That that's the story arc is a lot to do with with racial yeah. tension. Um, but I think we do a good job there. I really and I think the glue is the performance by our. Protagonist, I think it's it's Denzel, you know, who's oh, our yeah, chooser's gosh, choice, yes. uh, who is my super pump, and I'm sorry, I'm gonna try not to do that for that. It's tough with an actor series, <laughs> yeah, because the the reason yep. we're picking them is because so um, because of how good they are. Yeah, hey, real quick, uh, Denzel's also my super pump. Hey, Denzel's also my super. Yeah, pump. Yeah, I mean, he has to be right. Yeah, yeah, he's keep going, so Carter. good in this. He does, and and it's. Uh, you know, Doge is doing the character profile, so I don't want to be the first to just dive into who I feel like Denzel is as an actor. 
Uh, but what he's able to do here uh, is so thoughtful and he just feels like I'm glad they didn't do it to death, right? I don't think I don't think he's a coach in any other movie, but doesn't he feel made to be a coach? Oh my gosh, gosh. Yeah. yeah, you know, and and I wonder how much, and it's great too because it's like, <laughs> you know, you've got and this is based on a real story, on a true story, and so yeah. uh, I can imagine if there's a story based on my life, there's probably a chance I don't really care who plays me, I'm getting a movie about me, right? But if that person ends up being someone who 20 years ago is already an icon, can you imagine hearing that Denzel Washington is going to play you in a movie? Yeah, like that's what, wild. <laughs> what on earth? And it does feel like there's some roles that have only been reserved for him. It's like we can't get a good Malcolm X movie centered around Malcolm X unless we have Denzel, right? Like we have to unless have this Denzel. person yeah. who can come in and just take control. And that's exactly what this coach is supposed to do. Coach Boone. That's what I feel like Denzel does best though, right? Like I think Denzel is, it, it feels like the common denominator in his performances that make him so magnetic to me is that control and the dignity in control. The kind of, yeah. I don't know, the righteous dignity of like, I'm in charge and I'm going to be in charge. I'm in control and I'm going to be in control. And you can either like it or not like it, but... I'm Denzel Washington, and I'm in control. Right. Uh, it's funny, though. I didn't so much pick Denzel for any any reason about his performances or about who he is as a person. <laughs> My criteria. So we each uh, we each brought a couple of different actors to the table uh, in our Slack and then the picked from those actors to see what would be a cool series. And with every actor that I picked, my criteria was, who is an actor that I'm not sad if I see them in a commercial for something? Yeah, right? Like yeah. if I see, if I saw Denzel in like a toothpaste commercial or like an insurance commercial, I would not be like, oh man, he sold out. I'd be like, yes, it's Denzel. I get to watch him. I get to see what Denzel likes and what kind of products he thinks I should buy. Uh, that is the weirdest I, criteria for this that I could possibly think of. I love it. Sure. Like. But it's, it's because <laughs> it's because I wanted to pick people who I, I love who they are. You know what I mean? Right, like, right, sure. I don't care what Denzel is selling. I'm buying it. I don't care what he's talking about. I'm listening because Denzel is so magnetic and powerful. Yeah. You talk about that true. magnetism. I feel like someone could go in and just pull every, uh, uh, let's say every, uh, he just got an award, right? So he's giving his speech yeah. after he won an award and say, hey, man, we got, we got 90 minutes of Denzel's speeches after he won awards. How, how much money in the box office do you think that makes? Just to see the real Denzel talking about something. Oh, yeah. Like, I'd buy a ticket for that. I mean, that's, that's <laughs> yeah. Because that's the thing is Denzel, like, undoubtedly an icon, right? Undoubtedly, like, going to be revered as one of the best actors of all time. I think that's uncontroversial. I don't feel like he has a, a terribly large amount of range. I yeah, think, I, I think that. Denzel does Denzel every time, but it's good every time. And whether he's yeah. doing Denzel in a movie or he's doing Denzel at an award show or he's doing Denzel on a Colgate commercial. I don't know if he's on a Colgate commercial. He feels like he's got the teeth for it. Um, <laughs> no matter what he's doing, where he's doing it, I'm 100% in on it. Um, Denzel reminds me of uh, <laughs> uh, Tahin, the seasoning salt. <laughs> Dude, yes, I've got a It's one bottle. taste. Yeah. It's one taste. But it's good every time. Good on everything, yeah. You know what I, I mean? Like, it's like, 
It's very strong, and you're not going to use it to uh, sweeten anything, certainly. It's not going to be used like salt to bring out that chocolate flavor in something, but anything you dump tahini all over, I'm going to eat real quick. Yeah. And it's. I think it's just sort of like that, where it's just like such a strong, distinct flavor, but you know what you're getting every time, and as long as you use it on the right food, it's going to be perfect. Yeah. I think I, I'm not going to just like – Firmly plant a flag in this camp, but I think Denzel has more range than the collective give him credit for. Um, That's fair. I, I, I do think he has a very uh, noticeable speaking style, right? And so yeah. it's like we talked about at the beginning of this episode, having a little bit of like the SH sound on those S's. But it is, he is such a full spirit actor. Like his whole body. You know, I am imagining him in, in some of his other shows, and he definitely gets into it. He's not going to be uh, as as leaning into quirks as our next actor, who I'm I'm so excited <laughs> about that too. Right? It's going to be fun yeah. to talk about uh, their style and how they approach different roles. But I think he's got a little bit more yes. range that we give him credit for. I think that's definitely fair. I mean, even between even between our two movies, we're watching with Denzel. It's a pretty huge gap between characters yeah uh, but i think those characters if you boil them like the reduction that comes out is still an undeniably denzel sauce you know what i mean sure yeah sure like i, I think maybe maybe the a more succinct way of putting it is that denzel himself is so um distinct that casting him means you are okay with the Denzel flavor being With all over Denzel. whatever character, yeah, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, I, I think maybe saying he doesn't have range, I think, Carter, you're right. I think that's reductive of his body of work. I think maybe it's just that casting Denzel means you have to— I mean, It's like, if you're going to cast Arnold in something, you know he's going to sure. have the accent. I think with with Denzel, it's like if you're going to cast Denzel, he's going to bring that Denzel flavor to everything he does. Yeah. And as long as you're casting him in a character where that Denzel flavor is a plus, which I struggle to think of ones where it is not. For sure. You're going to be A-okay. And man, yeah. as Coach Herman Boone, who I would say, I don't know, I don't know if this is definitely for sure his most iconic role, but I think it is for me. I think when I think of Denzel, I think of Coach Boone. I'd, I'd imagine well, our so, age This is the first group. thing I saw Denzel in, yeah. 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 That being pretty high. I was very, very pleasantly surprised by Will Patton, Coach Yost. Oh yeah, yeah. I think he he steps up to the plate and matches Denzel in terms of like maybe not maybe intensity is the wrong word, but just in like I don't know. I think Will Patton's another one of those that when you cast Will Patton, you're getting kind of the Will Patton vibe. So maybe it's just that this script was so perfectly tailored to both of their unique acting styles and sensibilities. But I totally bought the relationship between them. I think that in, in a world where Denzel was not my super pump, an easy super pump is Will Patton as Coach Yost. I think Patton is great. Interesting. I really do. Yeah, I think he's I think he's good. I don't know that he... I, there is... Okay, so first of all, I want to take a second because, Doge, I just realized, and I'm sorry that I'm forgetting to do it until right now. I never asked you at the beginning why specifically you're bringing this movie and this actor to the table. I know this is way far into the episode to ask sure. the question, but I think it's important. I think I've already talked a little bit about why I'm why I picked Denzel in right. general. Right. Uh this is this is one of my first movie memories. This is like one of the earliest movies I remember 
watching and loving, even as a kid. And I think actually before I watched this on Disney Plus for the podcast, the last time I saw it, I probably rented it from Blockbuster. Oh, wow. Uh, it's been a while for me, but this is one of the first movies where I remember actually knowing who an actor was in that movie. Okay. You know what I mean? Like this, yeah. I think, was maybe one of my first movies, probably one of the Star Wars prequels or like one of the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies too, was I was able to name some of the actors in it. But I distinctly remember after watching this movie going, okay, that's Denzel Washington. I've heard people right. talk about him. He did a very good job acting in this movie. Uh, <laughs> and so this this to me, like when I think of Denzel Washington, I think of Remember the Titans, obviously. And I think it's just because sure. the age that I'm at and how often I watch this in school. Yeah, I think that's I think that's a really great answer. Um, I So I wanted to, uh, I'm going to push back a little bit on Coach Bill Yost being the other obvious super pump. Okay. Uh, because I think he's great. Uh, I think for me, the other obvious super pump, and it was close to my super pump, is the Julius Gary Bertier friendship team up. Um, yeah. Dude, they, I mean, both of these guys are electric in this movie. Like, yeah. I know, I don't remember if we were recording yet, but laughing about Gary Bertier shoving his finger in the rival coach's Good. face is so goofy. <laughs> it's so goofy. It's so dumb. It's goofy. But- it's dumb in the moment. Chills all yeah, over. Oh, t- in the moment, <laughs> I get it hundred percent. I'm like, you. you don't, you don't Dude. mess with the Titans, other and coach. Th- there are so many moments like that in this movie, uh, like uh, Sunshine when he's like, "Let him through," and he's like, "What?" He's like, "You heard me, let Just him through." Me. Just yeah. he flip, he flips yeah. the other player, and uh, I don't remember if it's Rev or who it is. Somebody comes up and said, "That's one bad white boy," and I remember yeah. as a kid being like. Oh, that was so cool! And then, yeah, yeah, yeah. as I as it fades away, being like, "That's so cheesy." And then I watched it last night, and I was like, "Oh, that was so good!" Cool. <laughs> but this, I hits. feel like it hits the it's right so kind of cool. cheese, though. Like it is like one hundred. It is so soap operatic. Yeah, you know what I mean. And it like it just works. It totally works. And I don't really know why. <laughs> I was telling Callie last night. I don't I don't watch sports for real, but there is nothing like a football movie when somebody hits somebody so hard and then says something cool afterwards. Yes. Um, and so when I don't remember who it was, um, with all the masks on, it's hard for me to keep people in yeah. in order. But when when uh when they hit that dude and he gets down on his face, he's like, You better get used to that ground, you're gonna live there tonight. It's like oh, it's that's Julius, the dumbest yeah. sentence. Yeah. Get real and comfortable it's so down good. there. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, I used to play NFL Blitz. And I could tell you all of the trash that's talked in that. It's like, take you back home to your mama in a box. Like all these like crazy <laughs> things. But I... Dude, um, speaking of mamas, this movie's funny, by the way. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like out loud laughter several times, including all of the mama jokes in the locker room at camp. Now yes. that, now that's, now that's a mama joke. The yeah, way he says yeah. that line is always the now, worst thing about oh, this movie to me. It's, it's pretty bad. <laughs> Um, now so that now that's a mama joke. If if I get to carry, it's a little any, bit John Wayne. His voice is. is John Wayne mixed with Tom Hanks. Mama joke, Pilgrim. <laughs> if I so now like, that now that's a mama joke. If I can hold any cards uh, in the dynamic of two chunks and a hunk, I I don't have, I really don't have the Star Wars card. I one of y'all holds that. Uh, we know who holds the Greek mythology card. Uh, that's Doge. <laughs> uh, and then even, hey, even the MCU, which is huge, like superheroes, I can contribute. Carter, I'm you, not, you've got a lot of Lord of the Rings stuff in your back pocket. Like I do a have a lot that. of Lord of the Rings in your but back I, pocket. Carter, I, you're so pretty, though. I for sure 
have sports, yeah? And we're finally yeah. going to have some oh, more yeah. opportunities for me to flex those muscles. I got to work out a little bit, but flex those muscles uh, a little bit <laughs> after the summer. But here's something that's so interesting. Uh, I think we know that it's intentional that the way they made this movie, especially with all these, you're going to have a lot of football scenes. It's built around a football movie, okay? So what they did in the directing process, in the producing process, is for those that really don't know what's good and what's bad, right, that aren't going along with the plays. And like when when Denzel said, you know, we're going to run this, uh, and then he's got just a bunch of random things. It's like that actually is a, a football play that you would know. Like they make it the light, like rock music, like Southern rock music, yeah. anytime they're doing something good to let you know, hey, that was a good play, right? So it's like this, yeah. I, I kept thinking of like, how can I just like joke with them about like, did you get it? Like that's football. Like if they could just change the music on any sports, like, oh, we're yeah. doing it. You know, it feels like such a, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. What's the, when the, you ring the bell for the dog? Pavlovian. Pavlovian, yeah. yes. Um, but I thought that was so funny for them to make that work. But they need to. Um, and almost my super pump, because while we're talking about football, uh, that training camp experience, I, I thought it was so oh interesting gosh. to show the influence of uh, culture, right? Culture doesn't necessarily mean where you came from. Uh, sure. A culture can be a, a smaller environment. And I thought that was such an interesting dynamic for a movie about race made in 2000 of that you can have it all figured out as a family, but then you put yourself into this town. Or you can make friends, yeah. but then there's a wider audience. There's a lot of influence out there, right? And I think yeah. just— And a whiter audience. A whiter audience, yeah. And you, you talk <laughs> about the influence just in general. I mean, for us, like, yeah. there is a, a culture of media. And so there's a lot of what was driving, uh, you know, the things that we saw in the Capitol over the last few days was— Thoughts that were not these people's own. They, they did not yeah, originate yeah. with the people that went to the Capitol, right? And so right. I think it's so interesting to show that. And, and it's almost, it almost feels too subtle. Like that feels like something that needs to have, like, let's sit down and learn more about this. Um, but it's so cool. And I love the, even the way that they flip. Uh, shout out uh, Pump for sure on Hayden Penny like her role. Yeah. Yep. Little 11-year-old girl. But we, we're even getting like, hey, girls can like sports, Right. Like the dynamic right. between Boone's kid and and her is also kind of a like, okay, we're, we're trying to hit on everything. But I'll tell you my super dump is somehow we're getting a lot of things right, but uh, the chance of homosexuality is still a punchline. Right. Yeah. yeah. I did not, I didn't like that at all. The whole yeah, sunshine that thing. That didn't age well. Yeah. It didn't age well at all. And so it's kind of like this. Yeah. It just shows how, how, um, casually we can be inconsiderate like and just just kind of throw it out there because that that is i remember like that that being a point where you're laughing it's like oh yeah. he thinks he's gay how funny right it's like i don't think right in trying to put myself in those shoes it's like is do i think that's funny if i'm watching right. this and i'm gay like i i it just felt and i, I wasn't trying to be super nitpicky but it does feel like such a a bigger part of this story than i thought Right. Um, of just that kind of coming up again. And and we didn't even need that because we already had the persecution of just basically being from the left. I mean, you're you're a California hippie, right? Like that's that's fine. Yeah, right. Let's just do that. And that's, he's also not allowed into that bar, you know, with his black friends. We already had that. 
And I, I don't think that there's just an assumption from the start that he was homosexual from anybody else. Like he does the kiss to try and like be in your face about it. And essentially it's a joke. And then it becomes just a punchline the whole time. And again, if you're trying to do, uh, you know, a case study on locker room humor, for sure, in the 70s oh, through yeah. the, the 2010s, like hopefully it's getting better in there. But I know for sure when I was playing football, that was there were so many derogatory terms in there with a bunch of preteen and teenage boys. Great. But I, I don't know if we needed that realism right there. I don't know. It felt insensitive to me. Yeah. I hear what you're saying for sure. I I I I found myself being impressed with the conversation afterwards with um uh Petey at the cafeteria table. The well, does it matter? Well, if it doesn't matter, then you know. Why you need to know. Why you need to know. Yeah. I found myself being impressed with the tact that that was handled with. I didn't I didn't zoom out to think about I don't I think I found myself tact. looking at it through I think that's still a I, joke. Sure. It's more I, about getting in Petey's head than being like, you can be whatever you want. Well, and I think I think that's what I'm saying is I think I was looking at it as it was the seventies and not no, but it was made for a two thousands audience. Right. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, I think I, I think I didn't zoom out enough. So yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. I think that's that's very interesting. It's like um, yes. I want to talk about. Uh, let me just say no, real quick ahead. though. Like also calling Coach Boone a monkey is insensitive, right? But that's like there's a difference there because we have progress. Like we progress past it. Yeah. I'm saying like it's the portrayed as a negative was just thing left that out there. Yeah. It's right. too. Yeah. It's yeah. too. Uh, yeah. You can make it what you want. That's not what that's supposed to be. Yeah. No, you're right. And I think that's that's something interesting, right? Because we're, we're, we're at no point is a, a brick through a window and a racial slur portrayed as lighthearted or good for the audience to enjoy. We are supposed to see that and be angry with yeah. Coach Boone and be angry yeah. with um, our story. And yeah, no, I think that I think it's a really good point, Carter. Um, there's, there's several other things that obviously we're going to get to. One of them is my, uh, my surprise favorite character on this viewing. Uh, but before we get to that, it is time for shout This is shout announcements. You did it. You made it. You're here. Listen, I know what you're excited about because I can smell it on you, the excitement. Ooh. And what you're <laughs> excited about is the next level of Patreon. That's right. This yes, Friday, the Friday after you are listening to this, Friday the 15th of January 2021, we will be opening up too official, too chunky, the next step in Patreon content. If you dang it, we should have called $7 only. We should have called this one Tears for Fears, like T I E R S for uh, F I E R S. Too That's many good. puns out there. It's good. That would have been good. Too official, too, too chunky is powerful. Too official, though. too chunky uh, for only an additional $2 per month, a total of $5 per month. You get access to a private Discord server hosted by and including all four of your favorite pod boys. That's a direct yes, line of communication, not only with us, but with the other people who join that Discord server for things like movie discussion, silly time talks, maybe the occasional, hey guys, what you streaming? It's going to be a righteous time with some righteous dudes. That's us. The four of us are the righteous I, dudes. I am only going to send advice animal memes. <laughs> like it's the internet and it's 2009. Yeah. It's going to be gonna great. Be great. It's, it's going to be awesome. The only thing I'm going to say is like my face win and then whatever happens yep. after that. It's going to be really yep. good. So 
Uh, make sure you jump on that because it's going to be a cool time. And and honestly, I think those who get into that early are going to have the clearest line of communication with us. And I think it's going to be uh, just an excellent uh, romp around for everybody. Yeah, I, I don't want to reveal I, too much, but I think that if you're considering upgrading, sometime during our Chooser's Choice 2 series would be a really, 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 really great time to do that. I would say sometime early in our Chooser's Choice series yeah. would be a really great time to do that. Just hint, hint, wink, wink, uh, if you want a little bit of extra say in what's going down at the end of this, you should probably jump on board. Jump on board. If, if, you, want a, if you want a little bit of extra two chunks, merchandise, that is, <laughs> you I should do. get some. You should get some then, because we have it and we love it. We're real proud of it. Uh, you can head to our our website, twochunksandhunk.com. You can click the merch tab at the top of the page, and you'll be taken to our storefront where we've got fantastic mugs. We've got the softest T-shirts in the land. We have tote bags. We, uh, I think actually every single one of our designs is available as a baby onesie too, if you want to get them started young. Uh, and there's a site-wide sale uh, for, from our merchandise provider, T Public that starts January 13th and it goes through the 16th. So as you're listening to this, when it comes out, that is the end of this week, starting tomorrow all the way through Saturday, uh, up to 35% off your order. Uh, so, so if you've been waiting, if you've been biding your time, uh, trying to score the best deal on some Two Chunks merch, uh, this is coming up on a good time to do it. Uh, imagine that you are on a meal delivery app, okay? Okay. And you Done. see this restaurant, and you look down, it says five stars, 261 Ooh. reviews. Wow. If you've never had it, are you trying it? Do you think? Yeah. You I think, think you're going to so. have that? Yeah. Um, yeah. That's, that's two chunks. I tricked you. That's us. We have five stars. Oh, with I'm definitely not trying it. Here's the thing, though. We have not had a written review since November. Here's what I want to do. I'm going to make a promise right now here on the spot. We have a holiday coming up called Valentine's Day. There's nothing these three would love more than to reach 300 reviews. That that means you don't even have to write it, right? You can go in there and push those stars. If we can get to 300 reviews by Valentine's Day, I will purchase a Taylor Lautner shirt of the Chunky's Choice. Mm. Oh. And I will add that to my closet. And I, will I was wear just gonna it. say I'll kiss everybody, but after COVID <laughs> vaccination, yeah, can't do it with COVID. So we if you can show me that you got a COVID vaccination, I'll give you a kiss. <laughs> I'll wear it. You can you can give me any scenario, and I'll go there with my Taylor Lautner shirt on. I will I will get myself a Taylor Lautner shirt if we can get to three hundred by mm. Valentine's Day, dude. Um, would you even wear it to your mom's house, dude? Probably not, dude. It's now that now that's a mama joke. <laughs> Um, coming up in our Chooser's Choice, we're going from Denzel to one of our favorite boys, Jordan's actor that he is bringing to the pod, yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal. The Jillies. Yep, Jake Gyllenhaal. He's my favorite. So, he's my favorite yeah. ever. We he's, all know that. We I do know. Love, we do love <laughs> us some Jake Gyllenhaal, and, and we'll start that uh, character analysis, that look deep look, deep dive into Jake with the movie Donnie Darko, which will come out... Ooh. Uh, next week. I think it defined the term cult classic, perhaps. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> it's a, it's going to be quite a transition from Remember the Titans to Donnie Darko, but I think we can handle it. I watched yeah. Donnie Darko a lot in school, too. That was another, like, roll the TV roll in the classroom in. Yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah very sure. Mm-hmm. Our football mm-hmm. coaches would be like, boys, you just need to be more like Donnie Darko. <laughs> and that way you'd win some real games. 
Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at virtual.com slash podcast. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I want to talk about my surprise favorite character. Go. Tell me. And it's Louis Elastic. Yep. What a special pure boy. Dude, he rules so much. It is unbelievable. Yep. Um, I don't know what it is that is so endearing about him. I don't know if it's just that he's down for whatever immediately. I don't know. Uh, part of it's definitely that I'm going to college coach scene oh, uh, yeah. near the end of the movie, which is just perfect. But man, um, Ethan Supley, who has been in a bunch of stuff since, um, he is just so pure and good. That's the thing. Movie. Out of out of all the Titans, he's the one I'd most like to hang out with. Yep. Because <laughs> it's probably because he's he would be the most affirming no matter what I like. If I was yeah. like, we should do this thing, and he's like, that sounds terrible, but I am so down. Yeah. I think that he I think there is he is the linchpin in the cafeteria in camp. I think you can see Coach Boone watch the shift begin to happen at that moment. Yeah. Uh, and become really excited about it. Um I think it, he's sort of the um the first domino to fall in a really cool way. Um, but honestly, just his friendship with his teammates is so wholesome and yeah. fun to watch and something that uh, I'm sure I have liked every time I've watched it, but I don't know that I have ever appreciated it in the way that I did this viewing. Yeah, I'm the same way. Um, I think he's just completely fantastic. And Carter, you already brought her up, but Hayden Panettiere displayed some real chops at a young age in this movie. Like, yeah. really, like, you could tell that there was something special about her. And I feel like her career, I feel like I want more Hayden Panettiere, but I want her in more challenging roles, I think. Yeah. Because I think she's I, got it. Yeah. Do you watch Heroes? Was, yeah, no, I, I never say, got she was it. a pretty big deal on Heroes. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, in terms of movies, yeah, where has she been? I don't really know. Um, another little uh, actor that just shows up out of nowhere is Captain America. That story really about Ryan Gosling. Is this Steve Rogers <laughs> before he becomes a super soldier? <laughs> this the babyest goose. It's so funny to me that he's just kind of on the edge of this movie. But yeah, how totally. he's just kind of barely in this. But how charming are his moments though? Like for real. I wasn't yeah. just trying to be like that's Ryan Gosling. It's like he's just such a fun. I knew that kid in high school. Yes. That was just, he's also kind of down in a different way, but it's just like, it, it was a lot of fun to forget that. Because I had in my head, I always confused how minor of a role he had. And there's been times before that I remembered him being Sunshine, which he was definitely Same. not. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that is yeah, that's, that probably well. the, that's probably the weakest 
the world would ever see Gosling. Even even yeah. with the Mickey Mouse Club, he seemed more capable than. So he was he was twenty in this and looks sixteen. He does. He looks so. Young. I will say he is the only person on this team who looks like a high schooler. Yeah, there's a lot that that don't. is my super dump for this movie. There's a lot. Uh, that it's yeah. it is the worst thing about this movie, but it doesn't make the movie worse for me. If that makes sense. Sure. Uh, so, like, Ethan Supley, who, who plays Louis Elastic, we were just talking about, he was 24. Julius was 31, 31 when he was playing old. a high schooler here. It's like they cast people for the 10 years later Gary Bertier funeral scene, and they were like, yeah, they probably look the same. That's fine, I guess, for high yeah. school. But not a one of these boys looks like they're 17. <laughs> like, that was the funny thing when he was talking to Petey to me. He was like, you can play, you can start next year when you're a senior. I was like, you're telling me, <laughs> you're telling me that Turk is 17? Yeah, he's he already just looks like right Turk. Now? He yeah. already just looks like Turk. <laughs> yeah, no, none of these guys look like they're in high school. Uh, Not yeah, even such a great point. Ryan Hurst, unfortunately, already has the face of an Old West gunslinger. Yes. Uh, probably at the age of 16, much less 24, 25 is what he was. Right. Right now. But here's what I'll say. He's 24. You say that. Have you guys watched Sons of Anarchy? No. Yeah. It took me, the first time I watched it, it took me a couple episodes to be like, oh my gosh, that's Gary Bertier. Gary like, Bertier. He doesn't look at all like himself in that show. I mean, now yeah. he only looks like that. He's really adopted the whole beard, yeah. you, bad boy look. You can make a pass for... Okay, yes, there were a handful of guys in high school that you're like, you're not a high school, like in real life, right? Right, like yeah, you're yeah, a yeah. When man. It is, like that's a man. When it is all of them. is it, we need. There needs to be some kind of like study on how Hollywood portrays high schoolers and the yes. influence of that in actual high school culture. Oh, it's got to be such gnarly. a lie. It's like everything that they're doing totally. is stuff that they uh, have to have be of legal age to even do in this show. I was watching Gossip Girl with my wife. That's high school. Most of that season, right. most of the seasons of Gossip Girl are high school. There is uh, espionage. There is like all these awful things. And again, it's a show built around six characters that have to kind of go through seven seasons worth of crazy stuff. But I was like, wait, right. this is high school? So yeah, but it's maybe the thing it's just that stuck I had out to me. Experience. <laughs> the thing that stuck out to me and. Listen, if you're listening to this episode, please do not cut this sentence that I'm about to say out and float it around as its own thing. What I'm about to say is firmly anchored in the context of this discussion. Whenever uh, whenever Ryan Hurst wears short sleeves, that is not the supple skin of a teenager. <laughs> His skin <laughs> looks older than high school to me. <laughs> okay. Do you know what I mean? Like it does it it looks like man skin. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how to respond. It's I don't not that, either. It's not that I can't. It's just I didn't I've never this conversation is amazing. We cover does, a lot though. of topics here on Two Chunks and a Hunk. Man skin and the distinctions therein is not something I've ever really you know, spent his, time his thinking about. Think about too. imagine him standing next to tiny Ryan Gosling. I can't. I can't imagine that. It Even though he's only four years older, Ryan Gosling plays a convincing high schooler because he has elastic child skin. Ryan Gosling in this movie also has perpetually wet lips. That's the way I like him. Just constantly <laughs> sh shiny. Yeah. 
as though he has a gloss of some kind on. <laughs> I will say, uh, as we're talking about casting, all of our racist white people in this movie is as if they found all the racist white people in Hollywood. Yeah, nailed like they it. Actually, they nailed like it. The faces yeah. of, it's like I'm I'm just looking at their IMDb profiles right now, like Brett Rice, Richard Fullerton, and I'm just like I'm I'm upset with them because I know they're racist, right? It's like. Yeah, I don't. Hey, I don't. <laughs> I don't want to necessarily say that for real about. No, no, no. These I'm, I'm joking. Sure they're great I'm saying guys. like. I'm saying no, like I they, know. They I'm just let's get ahead so of it. Perfectly. Yeah, they picked so perfectly. Those kinds of like you get so oh, yeah. angry. The one that the stands coach. out to me is is Burgess Jenkins though, who plays Ray on the oh, team, yeah. the football player, yeah. who looks like he wants to be Michael J. Fox's face when he grows up. Yes, but doesn't look like a high schooler. And also looks very convincingly racist at all yeah, times. Yeah, he looks like he was born holding a tiki torch. Yeah. <laughs> I want to talk I'm about not saying, my super Hold up, dumb. I'm not saying any of those actors are racist. I hope we know that. But I'm saying- well, I just like, don't want, you know, when we inevitably blow up and become huge, I don't want E! News to be like, these guys think that these people are I don't want, racist. I don't want Burgess Jenkins knocking on my door and being like, I didn't really not block for him. I was acting, dude. Yeah, dude. We'll, we'll get we'll get a character in my last movie. Oh man, uh, yeah, we'll that's gonna be some discussion. Oof. Um, <laughs> I'd like to super dump now, if I may. You Ooh. may. I Clean think this movie came out in exactly the wrong era of Hollywood. Okay. <laughs> I think this movie could have benefited from a longer runtime and a little more leniency with the content. Let me explain. In the year 2000, uh, it was sort of the era of the popcorn blockbuster. Like that is what reigned supreme. And I feel like people that um, sat through The Godfather or sat through Heat, they were sort of in a different echelon of movie viewers than like the average theater goer. And now those those lines have started to blur and movies are pushing how how long they can run and what kind of content they can bring. And um, I think audiences have opened up for longer run times and more challenging content. Um, and I feel like this movie could have benefited from more. All When it was over, I was like, man, like we spend so much time at training camp, which we should, uh, but we, we don't get enough time playing football through the season, which we should. And we don't get enough time of the struggles of returning to the real world, which we should. You know what I mean? Like, like everything that's in it should be in it. There's nothing that should come out to make room for other things. There should just be more Remember the Titans in the movie Remember the Titans. And um, that also, and I'm not saying that I think the movie should be full of like F-bombs and nudity. I'm just saying I think that the content could have skewed a little more towards the the gritty, like the moments where the brick comes through the wall and the moments where um, parents are saying, my kid's not going to play with that coach. Like that kind of Reportedly, stuff. Reportedly it did. It did know, originally skew that direction and then Disney bought it and said, take out all the cusses. Yeah, right. that's what and, I was and It's not even the cusses really that I'm concerned about so much as just like, again, I'm just saying, I think 2000s are such a weird microcosm of movies and it just came out at the exact wrong time and could have been could have had more inside of it. Yeah, maybe um, it's not necessarily so, about the time frame as it is about the production studio. Yeah, 
That's definitely possible. Yeah, I think that's definitely part of it because, I mean, the, the, the time frame at this point, 2000, we really hadn't encountered the rise of the PG-13 blockbuster, right? Like right. that's the default form of entertainment at this point, right? Everything right. that wants to be a big franchisey thing, draw big box office numbers, aims for that PG-13 blockbuster. Even Star Wars, which was notable for being PG-family-friendly friend, like action-oriented right. blockbusters, the newer ones are all PG-13 blockbusters. Right. I think this, I really do think you're right, Carter, though. I think it's a production company thing of Disney wanted to make a PG feel-good family movie. Yeah, sure. And Remember the Titans and was here's what the they thing, chose though, to make yeah, with that's, that. That's tough, right? It's like a damned if you do, damned if you don't. Because 100%. it's also like, hey, kudos that this was being played to a sixth grade classroom. Right? Yeah. I, mean, this, I do appreciate that. It was, it, it has, parents have no reason to say you can't go and actually watch this. Yeah. show that is built And again, on. I, what I am saying is not, let's lean hard HBO, F-bombs, and nudity. For that sure. is not what I'm saying. I'm just saying, I think that the desire of studios and audiences in 2000 was not necessarily a three-hour movie of gritty racist realism. And yeah, I'm not this, even saying that this movie is better if it is that. That's I just want more. Like, the movie ended and yeah. I was like, there are so many things I wanted to dive into more that we didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, again, much like you said, Doge, it doesn't make this movie worse. I just wish that happened. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. It's always tough to kind of look at it, uh, try and find the viewpoint, you know, and the viewpoint mm-hmm. changes. That's one of the most interesting things about our show and talking about movies that have been out for a long time and how old we were when we saw them. I think shows that are talking about something that just came out are only ever going to have the 30 year old white man, like how I currently feel about that movie. It's so interesting yeah. to, to go back and touch on things that I saw when I was 12 you know, and it's like and you were a twelve-year-old white man. But the point is, like, with, <laughs> I know, I you know, know, with this form of art, it does adapt with you, and that is just so interesting because a twelve-year-old me is like, actually this, this it, is it doesn't need to be more gritty and have all that stuff. But I yeah. totally get what you're saying. But it it really has held up so well. This movie is the thing. Like, I even was being twenty years I, I was, old. I was expecting like Green Book levels of like, ooh, that's almost it, but mm, swinging a miss, and it it's a good, it really didn't hit that for me. So remember, the Titans saved the year 2000's September box office. Mm-hmm. September was wow. going to be, at that time, up to that point, the worst uh, for movies grossing uh, of all time. Uh, wow. And Remember the Titans came in and made extra sure that that wasn't going to happen. Do you know off the top of your head what else was coming out around that time? No, I didn't. I didn't go back and look into that, but I think that's an easy find. It's like the clumps. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think of what... Would have not been so good. Yeah, there's... Okay, X-Men came out the month before, August of 2000. Everybody was just too exhausted from how great that was. They couldn't get yeah. back out to a the theater. Patriot, the Patriot was charting the month before. Thomas and the Magic Railroad, which I think I may have seen in theaters. <laughs> I did not. I had a little brother. So did I. He wouldn't have gone, though. He was like a couple of months old. Yeah. Yeah, there was like nothing coming out around that time. That's why... Hey, speaking of nothing coming out, there's nothing coming out of our mouths right now because I think we're all trying to rate this movie. Yes, sir. Using science, the one taught in high schools, probably at T.C. Williams as well. The scientific cinema scale is uh, made right here in-house in Two Chunks Laboratories, and it is perfect and as follows. The best thing we could say about a movie is own it, don't lend it. Buy that poster. After that, it's going to be buy it. That's followed by rent it. After that is stream it and then forget it. And last, 
but certainly least the worst thing we could ever say about a movie. God hath forsaken us. I'll go first. Please. This is going to be a buy that poster for me. I did not expect to enjoy this as much as I did last night. This is one of the more, honestly, one of the more enjoyable movie watches that I have ever had for the podcast. I don't know what it is about this movie. I don't know. I just think it's so good. It really it's is. It's so good. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'll go next. Uh, first of all, I'd love to ask a question. Is this a musical? Because <laughs> we have our actors break into song at least five times in this movie. It's true. Feels like it qualifies. Um, so here's the thing. I'm going to tell you why it's a buy it. It's a high buy it for me, but I'm not buying the poster. I wasn't dreading watching Remember the Titans again, but it was one of those that I had seen so much that it felt more like a chore. I'm saying yeah. I, at the end of it, it didn't. I was glad to watch right. it again and glad to watch it now. But for me, it just felt like maybe there's a criteria for the buy the poster tier that I should always be excited. Um, granted, we've also I've also bought the poster for movies that I'm like, I'm never watching this again. It's too heavy, right? So, right. Yeah. but it, it wasn't, it is a high buy, but not a buy the poster for Remember the Titans. That is fair. Um, I am buying the poster for this movie. Um, it had been probably, maybe not quite a decade, maybe eight years since I had seen this movie. It had been a while. Um, and... Uh, I was very excited to watch it again, and my expectations were exceeded. Uh, like I said, it's funny. Um, it's sad. It's serious. It's wholesome in a lot of ways. Um, Denzel is just on another level than everything yeah. around him. Um, this movie like is he brings everybody really up. great. I agree. Yeah. yeah. He is the rising tide that raises all of the ships. <laughs> um, yeah, I, it, I'm buying the poster, no problem, for this one. 2021 flipped on its head. I'm officially the the crankiest critic mm. of the year. It's been mm. coming. About time, honestly. <laughs> wow, it's about time. Well, make sure uh, you tune in next week when we review uh, my first contribution to this series, my first Jake Gilly movie, uh, Donnie Darko. It's going to be, I would say, whiplash from this movie to the next. Well, I, that's another one that I feel like could have benefited from a little bit more grit. <laughs> a little bit of a darker cut. You know what I mean? Yeah, like they were yeah. just courting that family audience with that one. It's and it's like, cookie come on, honestly, like the fun story. thing about Donnie Darko to me is it's dark, certainly, but it's just weird, man. It's just a weird movie. The fun thing about Donnie Darko to me is that it's pretty darko, but it's also like super Donnie. At least 50% Donnie. <laughs> and um, yeah, just fall in love with Jake Gyllenhaal all over again with me. Uh, it's going to be... Really great. I'm excited. I think this whole series is going to be cool. Couldn't think of a better way to kick off 2021 than just geeking out about incredible movies with my boys right here. It's the best. Missed it. Yeah, totally. Whatever. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't forget, uh, don't forget Patreon. Two official, two chunky opens up this Friday, the 15th. Uh, and if you're listening to this after that and you're like, is it still open? Yeah. I mean, I yeah. guess I can't speak about the future necessarily, but probably it's probably still open. It's usually always open. All signs should point to yes, if I'm a magic eight ball. So that's going to be great. You, you boys got anything to tell to tell our lovely listeners before we head out, before we before no. we eject from this one? I don't no, think so. I got it. There's nothing else. Okay. Well, to end today's episode, I'd like for us each to say our name and what song from post-Remember the Titans, we would have the team sing together 
if we were to make this movie today. For Two Chunks and a Hunk, I'm Jordan Wonders, and it would be Firework by Katy Perry. Yep. Just the uh, entire team walking out on the field just like, Do you ever feel <laughs> like a plastic bag? <laughs> Ooh. Ah. Ooh. Ah. We feel like a plastic bag. We feel like a plastic bag. <laughs> oh, man. I don't think the movie is very funny. The movie, the interview, I don't think it's very funny at right. all. The funniest thing about that movie is how often they play firework in the soundtrack. Yes, I think that, that is, is correct. brilliantly funny. That is correct. I'm Doge. I want these beautiful, beautiful football boys to hit me with a version of the Carly Rae classic. Yes. I just met you, and this is crazy, but here's my Some number. Football. Football me, maybe. Yeah, that's nice. You have to look put up and foot sure on the up. You have to be like, football me, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And when they say, here's my number, they could point to the number on point their jersey. Point to their jersey. Exactly. See? They're like, here's my number, football me, maybe. Yeah, that's nice. Dosh, that's really good. Fortunately, the song I have in mind was released in 2003. I'm Carter and Voice of Truth by Casting Crowns. <laughs> Ooh. Does that make this movie legally too similar to Facing the Giants? No. If you have that <laughs> song, no, here's the good. At that point. We're, we're doing this one for evangelicals. Because if this... Oh, yeah, because they don't get enough that, in this country. Yeah. Well, they don't <laughs> get so good persecuted, movies, is what dude. I'm All of a sudden, this becomes the best Christian, blatantly Christian movie ever made. That's actually true. That is That's true. actually true. It immediately catapults to the front. The <laughs> you know why? Because... Like, Imagine Denzel being like, you're on the daddy team. <laughs> Denzel just like, look up, Brock. Denzel. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.